0: high cholesterol. Hurricane season seems a long way off, but now it's time to get ready for it. Hi Eric Asher once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Demand for generators is higher than ever. Don't get left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart now about a Generac automatic standby generator. Be at the front of the line for your Generac generator this year. When the power goes out, you keep the lights on as well as your refrigerator and AC. Don't wait. Talk to Burkhart now about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com till America sent you. Acadian Custom Shutters, not to be confused with Acadian Windows or any other Acadian company that's locally owned and operated. Specializing in interior and exterior shutters, window coverings, as well as awnings and patio covers. If you're looking for quality American products with an excellent personal service and workmanship at an affordable price, call Acadian Custom Shutters at 985-893-3119 or AcadianCustomShutters.com. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Acadian Custom Shutters, 985 893 3119.
1: This kind of party, I like this kind
2: of party, baby.
0: Another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. On the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor Spotify is our home base on all podcasting platforms. And don't forget about our social media platforms as well. At Eric Underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show. Uh, you can check out all of our shows on our, um, uh, social media platforms, including TV and radio. And, uh, also again, join the conversation. Um, very opinionated here on the air, very opinionated on my social media platforms, uh, and, uh, always looking for feedback, uh, from our audience as well. All right. Uh, this week on the world and inside, New Orleans sports, Les East joined me from Chris, You guys know how I feel about less. I think he's one of the best we have in the city. Um, of course, the so writes for uh, sports.com and also Saturday Down South. Uh, he joined me uh, this afternoon on Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, so if you missed us this afternoon, uh, whether, again, you, you know, missed the live stream on WLATV YouTube page or, again, on WLATV, tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE, you can catch us 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLATV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon 5 p.m. on Pelican, Pelican Sports Television. Pardon me. Uh, and you'll be able to um, uh, check out the show right now on the WLATV YouTube page. It'll be on our on our, uh, website by the weekend, and uh, we'll have that up for you as soon as I get it, which means uh, probably sometime this afternoon or uh, this evening, no, no later than tomorrow. We'll have that posted on our social media platforms. Today is a regular day, somewhat, here on the program. Yesterday we were preempted by UNO Baseball. We are again today. Uh, they are expected to have uh, uh, pregame at 545 and first pitch against Northwestern State. Um, and that is um, in at, at 6 o'clock tonight. So uh, stay tuned for that. Gary Smith is just a couple minutes away uh, from the Waiver Report dot Ross Jackson will join us at 435. Alec Cassell of the Bird Rights will join us at 515. Uh, and, uh, and as I mentioned, we're out of here at uh, 545. All right. So today's program is brought to you by my good friends over at the Oceana family of restaurants. It's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, a lot of folks are going into the quarter. A lot of folks having friends come in from out of town. They're staying downtown. Uh, man, why don't you let them know a little bit about again the fantastic restaurants as part of the uh, as part of the uh, the uh, uh, portfolio of uh, of Oceana Grill, Oceana Grill, Mambo's Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. So when I say late, I mean in the French Quarter till 1 a.m. Bobby Bear's open till midnight. You also, again, can get breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Oceana. Lunch and dinner at Bobby Bear's, uh, Also, um, uh, Odo Cookery, as well as Mambo's. Remember, right next door uh, to Mambo's, the hideout bar, where you have live music in a, in a French Quarter courtyard setting, an over 300-year-old building. It's a beautiful backdrop. And then, of course, uh, again, you've got fantastic food and also great cocktails for you. Uh, it's just a fantastic time in the 400 block of Bourbon Street between Mambo's and, and the Hideout Bar. So, again, uh, consider that when you're down in the French Quarter. And, of course, also, uh, this half hour brought to you by our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery. They are open seven days a week. They are open for lunch and dinner. They do have again some of the top mixologists in the city working the behind the behind the rail, and of course they come out with extraordinary cocktails, cocktails that will make you ooh and ah. Cocktails will have you tapping your, your the the patron next to you at the next table, going, "What is that? Oh, how does that taste?" And you'll be getting it yourself. And then of course Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Uh, they have a they have beautiful dining rooms. Uh, the first floor dining room overlook, overlooks Bourbon Street with beautiful uh, picture windows that you can kind of check out all the craziness when I to be in it. You go to the back of the restaurant that there, there is uh, a authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, when they're used, they use their second and third floors for overflow on very very busy days, if, unless they unless they have an event. And having an event at, at, Old New Orleans, at, at Old New Orleans Cookery means not one but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining rooms. Uh, those adjoining private rooms also have their own bar, their own. They have a restroom there as well. Uh, it's a great place to have to have your your next event, uh, your own Bourbon Street balcony. Get out of here! Are you kidding me? And of course, again, uh, letting uh, the friends over at Old New Orleans Cookery put that on for you. Don't forget again, take a picture in their world famous staircase. Uh, family, friends getting together for a, for a great time. Maybe again, uh, you're looking for a wonderful dining experience for for you and your significant other. Uh, maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Old New Orleans Cookery is also perfect for date night as well. Uh, that's NolaCookery.com, NolaCookery.com to be able to find out more about the menu and the restaurant, because it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, uh, let me let me update you real quick on what's going on with college baseball. Uh, three third seeded LSU, uh, beat, uh, South Carolina yesterday. Uh, 430 is the expected, uh, uh first pitch against Arkansas this afternoon. Uh, UNL, as you heard right here on 106.1 FM, uh, beat Lamar four to one. Uh, they played real, I played really good ball, uh, yesterday, um, and of course, now they take on Northwestern. It'll be right here on 106.1 FM uh, at six o'clock, 5:45 pregame. Uh, Nichols is is now on, is is on the uh, field right now against Lamar. They're the number one seed. Uh, they won last night against McNeese. Lamar loses to uh, to, to, to um, UNO, and Lamar is in the losers bracket there. Uh, Tulane with a with again a upset win over Houston. Uh, I believe Houston was the third or fourth seed in in uh, in the uh in the tournament for the AC and uh, they are expected to take on Memphis today at 4:30 uh in the uh, in the American Athletic Conference uh, uh tournament. Uh Delgado, we know they've won the NJ uh, CCAA, uh NJCAA, pardon me, the National Junior College Athletic Association South Central District Championship. We know they're up in uh, Grand Junction, Colorado right now. Uh, preparing for the uh, for the uh, junior college Division One World Series, uh, they have been slotted as a seventh seed, so they are the seventh seed. Don't fall asleep on on, on the Dolphins there. I Was talking to Les East today, on on the on the TV show, and Les made a great point that that if you heard Joe Sherman on our program on Monday, uh, he said the same thing, uh, that this uh, this version of the of the Dalgado Dolphins, uh, because of COVID. Uh, because of the extra years, because of again the transfer portal uh, on Division One, uh, they're getting a lot of kids that again have, uh, don't don't have a place to play, so they ended up in, in junior college. They have been able to hold on to their players for an extra year in some cases because of the COVID year. So this is the most experienced team that Joe's ever had. Joe said that on Monday program. So again, don't fall asleep on Delgado, even though they're a seventh seed. And then, of course, uh, uh, we're going to talk to Gary about this as we get in. And um, uh, Tulane has a brand-new special teams coordinator. It's a very familiar name. I'll let Gary clue you in on that when he joins us now here on the program. Gary Smith uh, is the owner of the Wave Report, which is the most comprehensive look at Tulane Athletics. If you call yourself a Tulane fan, I'll say it right now, you need to be subscribed to the, the Wave Report. Everything that you need to know about your Tulane Green Wave, you get it first at the Wave Report, and also he's reporting for Noel.com, Tom Spick, You, and The Advocate. Doesn't just cover, again, Tulane, covers all local teams. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy that's got great knowledge and love him having him on the program each and every week. It's Gary Smith, and he joins us now. Gary, how are you, buddy?
2: Doing well. In fact, I just got off a Zoom call with Joe Sherman and the, and, and and some of the Delgado players. So I, I I'm I'm now first, <laughs> and, and, right. and one of the most interesting things to me, and you know, I don't cover him during the year. Josh sure. Alexander. Their outfielder, um, who's had the, the walk-off hit in both of their tournaments to get to the to the um, to the Junior College World Series. He's the son of Gerald Alexander, one of the greatest players in Tulane baseball history. Wow, um, I did not know that. I did not know that until he mentioned his father, and then I looked up in the media guide while he was talking, and there was no other Alexander. So then I checked with Delgado and found out. Sure, yeah, he's 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 Gerald Alexander's son. Gerald Alexander once pitched a two-hitter in an NCAA regional in Florida uh-huh. in 1998 for Tulane. But yeah, this Delgado team, like like you said, they've got. The that experience factor from the COVID thing—they they really think they can win this thing this, this year. And so, yeah, that's we'll, i we'll See what happens. I can't believe they came in <laughs> as a seventh seed, Gary. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. They, if they maybe a higher seed if they hadn't played LSU units so many times this year, they lost.
3: I think yeah, great point. And, huh?
2: They lost seven of eight, and LSU units yeah. is an absolute powerhouse. Which, which amazingly, did not make. their they're in a different division in junior college. Right. They didn't make their college World Series, and they're right. they just an awesome program. Without they've if, really if, gone ahead and played them so many times, I think they'll it would be a higher (laughs) seed
0: yeah well like i said i think the uh uh, those that are seeding the teams are falling asleep on them a little bit but that's fine that's fine you know again uh, better to be unknown and 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 Mm -hmm. and, uh take take teams by surprise what did you find out today uh, that maybe you could pass on to the audience
2: Just, uh, just well in their six they've won six straight tournament games once in their district tournament and then in the south central regional Five of them were by one run, four of them were walk-off wins. They actually felt like they played lousy in their district tournament to get into the regionals because they played tight because they knew they were supposed to win. They dominated the other two teams in that all year long. They played with a lot more freedom. They went, and I think they played the fourth-ranked team, their fourth-ranked team in the country, Crowder at Crowder's Ballpark in their in their um, Super Regional this last weekend, right. um, and they and they and they they beat them. It was a three-team deal. They they went three and zero. And again, Josh Alexander hit a double to to, to win it. But they've got great pitching. Um, they're they've got two starters, Carson lore um, and and, and, and is is sort of their ace. And and their pitching has been great. Their hitting has been clutch, and they just do all the little things that. Joe Sherman believed he, Joe Sherman said once they got past that district thing to get into the into the playoffs that he was going to coach looser and not tight and that the team was going to play like that and and it's a really confident bunch um, um the, the key is going to be how they handle that altitude at grand junction in colorado because the ball flies out there and you got to get used to that pretty quickly when you're out there
0: and 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 they did drive there they've been there for a few days yep. so that they've had a chance to get acclimated uh and that was one of the things joe talked to us about on monday mm-hmm. you know again they had to mess up with the plane and they ended up saying okay yeah. to drive." So they, they made it a two-day drive he to said get up 17 there, so.
2: hours of bus rides over two days yeah that's that's so fun yeah <laughs> not, not fun at all <laughs> Anybody that's had to do that knows
0: it's not fun at all. Uh, let, let's let, let's talk about Tulane. I want to talk uh, Tulane uh, baseball here. Uh, again, uh, uh, upset win over Houston. Mm-hmm. They got Memphis at four thirty. I'm sure you'd be tuning into that. Uh, give us a give us a little uh, a prelude to that game.
2: Yeah, quick up, update on the Memphis game. Apparently, the tarps came out because of rain right after the previous game ended. So I'm not exactly. I was doing a. I was doing my Zoom call with Delgado when all that went down. So right. I'm not really sure what the start time is going to be now. It depends on whether it's a long delay or a short delay. It was supposed to start really honestly. It was supposed to start about 4:05, 47 minutes after the South Florida UCF game ended. Um, but but now it's it's to be determined. But no, that was a That was a great win for Tulane, an unexpected win against Houston but I I don't want to be a downer, but they have Mm -hmm. to win today. This is the game – this – this is an absolutely monumental game against Memphis because Tulane has been in this position so many times since joining the American Athletic Conference. Five different occasions before this year they won their first game. And in these conference tournaments where they divide it into two 14 brackets, if you win your first two games, you're in incredible shape to make the championship game. They've lost that second game all five times. And four of those five years, the team that beat them went on to win the tournament. So I don't care that Tulane went 15-39 and 39 this year. If they beat Memphis today, and it's a tall task with Memphis's, with the conference pitcher of the year on the mound against them, but if they beat Memphis, Tulane has a real chance to win this thing and get to the NCAA tournament, which would be an incredible story. But they have to win today. That would be amazing. If they, if they lose today, it's done, because then they'd have to win three games in two days out of the loser's bracket with a no, with a thin pitching staff. That's not going to happen. They have to win today, yeah. and it's doable. Uh,
0: Southeastern fires Matt Riser. <laughs> um, which is I, I got yeah. that was the I thought the NBA was a shocker again <laughs> with Budenholzer and Williams yeah. and Doc getting wow. fired and then this happened.
2: Derek, it would be less of a shock to me if Matt Reiser hadn't sort of previewed it last year because I covered them once they won the when they won the Southland Conference tournament and into their regional, and he talked about how there were all kinds of rumblings from people that mattered that he was going to be gone last year if they hadn't resurrected their season. I didn't really believe him because it wow. just seemed so absurd on its face. But yes. He was, he was serious, and this wasn't off the record. He was saying it on the mm-hmm. record that there were – Serious people there that wanted him out when they were struggling last year, and then they recovered and won the conference tournament and made an NCAA regional. So, you know, he he obviously knew what he was talking about because, again, this guy's a heck of a coach. They had a down year this year. And and here's an example of how good a coach he is. They were so bad that they got eliminated from – being in a tournament where seven of the nine teams in the conference make the tournament with two full weeks left in the regular season. And you know what they did? They won all six games, 6-0 and oh, with nothing to play for. That, to me, tells you what kind of a coach they have and how much those guys like mm-hmm. playing for them. So, yeah, I I hope that doesn't come to bite Southeastern in the butt, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure about that move at all.
0: <laughs> Look, I have no idea who, they, who they're going to hire, but they, <laughs> they, they better. They, let me say yeah. something. You better get yourself a name, and you had to get yourself somebody yeah. that, again, that is head and shoulders again with the, with a coach that you just
2: fired. And I yeah. don't know if they I, got that guy out there. I don't. I mean, the they, 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 it's not like they have this huge athletic budget where they can go out right. and get somebody. I, I'm, I'm I'm mystified. <laughs> uh,
0: I, and I, and, I, and I'm, first thing that, uh, that happened, you know what happened, Gary? Because they probably did it to you too. Tulane yeah. fans coming out the woodwork saying, "Brought you know, oh, fire, yeah. hire Matt." Okay. Yeah. Hire Matt. For- Jay Yeoman, is isn't you know he's not even out of his out of the tournament yeah. yet and then they've already, they've already got people that are, that are screaming, you know, hire Matt Riser. Yeah,
2: I mean yeah, for for a couple of reasons I've never thought Matt Reiser, he's a great coach. I've never thought he was necessarily the perfect fit at Tulane even though he played for Tulane but Right. <laughs> Again, track record—he's he, proven he can win. So let, let's right. start there. Um, the current we, we coach to to Jay Ullman has not proven he can win, and and Travis Jewett had never been a head coach at that mm-hmm. level before he came to Tulane. And you <laughs> hiring proven winners is usually a good formula.
0: Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, I do want to talk about UNO before we talk about uh, Tulane football. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, they beat Lamar yesterday. Really great pitching uh, performance yep. yesterday. And then, of course, they got Northwestern today. Northwestern coming out of the losers bracket, uh, and of course, UNO in the winners bracket.
2: I think uh, Northwestern. That's actually a winner. Both of them. Both of them won yesterday. Nichols was playing. Oh, that's Lamar right. losers the, bracket today. Not, you're it, right. It, 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 my, it, my, it, my apologies. It, 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 I really, we've talked about UNO a lot this year. I kind of, I honestly feel like UNO underachieved for most of the regular season this year. First of all, their RPI tells you that they're the best team in the Southland Conference by a good way, Um, and. Then their last two weeks of the season, they played the number two and won seeds in, in, in Incarnate Word and Nichols and won both series. And I, they, are, they are a real threat to, to win this tournament. Their they're stud pitcher, Brandon Mitchell, went yesterday, won his 11th game of the year, first 10-game winner at UNO since 2008. But they can rake, too, and they're an excellent defensive team. They, it's just an inconsistency. Some days they hit when they hit, but some days they don't hit at all. And if they can get that out of their system, they've got a great shot. I think, I think UNO and Nichols are the two best teams in the league. And I wouldn't, I think there's an excellent chance that they're going to be playing for the conference championship um, on Saturday.
0: And I think, I think whoever comes out of this conference probably ends up in the Baton Rouge regional, don't you? Yeah,
2: it, yeah and it's unfortunate, honestly. For, um, but because they'll be a number four seed, that's just the the reality of it, and that means they'd be playing LSU mm-hmm. on, on on the first night. Um, I, I I really like this UNL. Had a little I really bit like of success there, team, but that that's that's pain. Um, UNL play that. Alex Box in the regular season this year lost 16 zip. Um, LSU right. they've got their vulnerabilities in terms of getting to the College World Series because of their pitching, but the way they hit the ball, they ain't they ain't getting upset. <laughs> they, they're, right. they're too good a uh, hitting team. So I would hope that the NCAA wouldn't do that um, just for the sake of whichever if mm-hmm. UNO or Nichols gets in, because I think both UNO and Nichols would have a real chance, not necessarily to win a regional, but to certainly they'd have a chance in that first game, not against LSU. Yeah,
0: no, I'm with you. Um, and uh, I did want to talk about the the the, the new hire at, at Tulane. Mm-hmm. Their they're special teams coordinator, someone that's very familiar to both yeah. Saints and LSU fans. Talk about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean Willie Fritz is going to the uh, old Sean Payton Saints line now. Um, Greg <laughs> really McMahon is Tulane's is, is new special teams coach. He's joining Dan Ruchar, the offensive line, longtime offensive line coach for the Saints. Two veteran coaches. Um, I, I, on the surface, it sure looks like a, a, a terrific move because it's it, it's not it's not like Greg McMahon doesn't have college experience after after leaving the Saints. He spent five years at LSU, four years as special teams coordinator too. So yeah, wow. it's, it's, it's that's a home run hire. It, it's a key hire. Uh, Willie Fritz is a good special teams coach, but it's hard for a head coach Mm -hmm. to to do that the same time he's head coach. He served as Tulane special teams coach until last year. He brought in Robbie Disher um, from Georgia, mm-hmm. um, and the special teams was absolutely outstanding last year. Uh, and uh, if they can get mm-hmm. the same, and then Disher left for Illinois. If they can get the same yeah. level from Greg McMan, uh, another huge hire from a program, and it's easy to see it, <laughs> when they hired Disher, they were coming off a two and ten, two and ten season. Now they're coming off a 12 right. and two Cotton Bowl winning season. You can get a guy like Dan Rouchard. You can get a guy like Greg McMahon to commit to the program. It, 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 it's 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 what winning does.
0: And, and from what I understand, OK, and again, uh, uh, that both guys wanted to stay in New Orleans. Yeah. That so was, that, that was, it's a natural part. fit. It's a natural fit. Right. I mean, with, with Richard, I mean man's not going to leave in two years and go somewhere else.
2: Yeah, he went out of his way to say that. I have not been able to talk to Greg McMahon yet, but I certainly that, right. that yeah that that is a clear. Uh, he, he, I mean, look when he when he left the Saints, he went to LSU. He then he spent a right. year in, in Texas um, with with it, both the USFL and the XFL. But yeah, he he, he likes it here. And uh, yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> it, 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 Tulane didn't used to get coaches like that. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And, and now no, now I they are. I tell
0: you what, it's, it's I think it's I think it's a big a great pickup for him. I really do. And again, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I mean, he's got college experience, pro experience, and uh, again, as you mentioned, Willie Fritz knows what he's talking about when it it comes to special teams as well. My friend, I hope you have a a wonderful uh, Memorial Day holiday, Um, and uh, before we let you go, tell everybody about your fantastic site and uh, how folks can follow you on social media.
2: Or the site is uh the wave dot Um something you got there that you didn't get any, anywhere else this week is after Tulane's surprising win over, over, over Houston. Um <laughs> uh had full quotes from the Zoom calls with 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 uh with th- three players and and uh Jay Ullman. Hopefully Tulane can build on that today. Cause, uh you want uh, uh, one other thing Eric. South Florida, which was almost as bad as Tulane this year and actually finished last right. in the conference, is now 2 and 0 in their half of the bracket. They were like 17 and 38. If Tulane wins today, yeah. the 7th and 8th seeds will be 2 and 0. That's why I'm saying. Tulane, it's not a long shot at all if Tulane gets by Memphis today, that Tulane can go ahead and win this thing. And and what an unbelievable story agree. that would be after yeah, well, the no doubt.
0: This for, <laughs> for Jay Ullman, who feels who yeah. feels like he's kind of walking a plank right now,
2: especially with Riser <laughs> yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah, and, again, they got to win today. But if they get by today, yes. it's a real possibility.
0: There you go. Gary, thanks for the time, as always. But we'll check in with you next week. <laughs> thanks for having me on. There he goes, at Gareth Smith on Twitter. Uh, and, of course, check him out on the NOL.com, dot, dot Tonspecune and The Advocate. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating when it comes to generators for your home or business. And why wouldn't you? I mean, come on. Yesterday we had an outage in the city. Uh, you know, again, uh, uh uh, Derek Carr was talking about his first outage. <laughs> he's already said he's getting a generator. Hey, Derek, get it from Burkhart. <laughs> I mean, you know, the reliability of the utility companies around here is like zero. Um, I'm dealing with AT&T. I just uh, got 5, AT&T 5G. It, it, it's been in an outage all week long. I mean, I mean, look. The only reliability is taking the reliability in your own hands. And how do you do that with your power? You call my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. You get Jason Burkhart to come out to your home or business. Let him sit down with you. Explain to you again all the options you have when it comes to a generator when you purchase it from Burkhart and then, of course, you'll figure out whether you want to pay that over time with no monthly notes and finance that or maybe pay that for uh, the, the generator all up front. Uh, you'll get a single-day install. Uh, their generator team are experts in terms of installing generators and will st- install it in, a, in the proper place where it's not going to, again, endanger your family. Uh, that's something, that, again, that now the government's involved in, but Burkhart was doing it long before that and w- w- was, even, was even part of the uh, equation. Uh, permits planning inspections their dedicated generator team does everything for you and then of course a single day install a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need Uh, again so there's no excuses if something goes wrong or something goes down 24 7 365 emergency service also maintaining that generator for you with their maintenance service year-round got to maintain it like a car engine they do it all for you when it comes to generator sales and service at Burkhardt why would you go anywhere else you trust them with your AC, you trust them with your heating system, you can trust them with your generator as well. Increase your property value, get that peace of mind of knowing when, the, when your neighbor's power goes out, your power's staying on. That when you have to evacuate for, for a storm, you could come back earlier because, again, you have power. Or, again, you could stay for the storm because you have power through a Generac generator. And my friends at Burkhart monitoring and maintaining that for you acpromise.com is all you need to remember. That's acpromise.com. Go get you generated from Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. Generac Generator is available right now from Burkhardt at acpromise.com. We'll be right back. This report is sponsored
3: by
4: Staples Stores. Staples Print and Marketing Services help small business print big. Now get $15 off signs, banners, and posters when you spend $75 or more. Offer ends July 1st. Visit staples.com slash print big for details. This is your sign to try Staples where your prints are perfect guaranteed.
5: Rough riding this afternoon, downtown Crescent City Connection westbound uh, at Chapatulis. We have an accident and traffic is stopped from I-10 right now. Bridge closed, Lakeshore Drive, the Ted Hickey Bridge, Seabrook Bridge shut down in Orleans Parish. Uh, you Some uh, structural damage that has happened that's shut down until further notice. Also, the Danzig Bridge, Chef Montour... Uh, between France Road and Jordan Road also shut down. Michael Higgins from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
6: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the Lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. This half hour brought to you by Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Of course, they are open seven days a week. They are open late. And, of course, again, uh, fantastic, authentic Louisiana uh, cuisine for you. Uh, Bobby Bear's uh, is, uh, is unique because Why? Uh, It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture, authentic Louisiana cuisine. What does that mean? That means, again, that the memorabilia they have on the walls there could be in a museum. And, and again, that's that's not hyperbole, okay? I'm telling you. There's some one-of-a-kind items that you look at and go, what is that doing here? And that should be a museum, and then of course the, the 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 cuisine, the menu is outstanding. Something for everyone, and I, and I want to stress that because again, some people again are looking for Cajun Creole cuisine, but some are not. So again, uh, you know, from their burgers to their to their ribs to their steaks, they got great pasta dishes for you as well. Uh, again, they got a full gambit of a menu for you, and then amazing cocktails and incredible beer selection. Thirty plus TV screens, you'll never miss a play. Even TVs in the restrooms, yes, yes, you'll never miss a play. You can have your next event at Bobby bears as well they have the garden room and a, and a huge room and uh, another huge uh, uh, room where they can accommodate again huge parties for your next event and they're open seven days a week for you for lunch and dinner 4101 veterans of lake villa bobby bears.com is how you can find out more and of course bobby bears cajun cannon restaurant is so good yeah you're right all right um I want to thank uh, Gary Smith for joining us, as always, on a, on a Thursday. Now we turn our attention uh, to a guy that, again, has done a great job in covering the New Orleans Saints. Uh, his podcast is on fire. I mean, it, literally, you go listen to this podcast, 15, 20 minutes, you know everything you didn't know about the Saints on that day. And, of course, uh, also writing for Saints News, also writing for com. it's uh, Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints Podcast. Ross, how are you, buddy?
4: Hey, buddy, doing great, doing great. Glad to be here with you. How are you holding up today?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Getting ready for that for that uh, uh holiday weekend. Hope you're gonna have a good oh, one as yeah. well. Uh first week of OTAs for the for the team. Uh why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about um uh what you saw, what what kind of stuck out to you in the in the first and of course the interviews that you did and what what maybe stuck out to you in the in the first day of OTAs that the media was able to see.
4: Yeah, look, usually, you know, when I when I talk about OTAs and everything, the first week that I start is with uh Derek Carr, and sort of the leadership ability. But, you know, the guy that really was the headline for the first practice of OTAs was Foster Moreau. Um, uh, look, the, the the tight end, formerly of the Las Vegas Raiders, who signed with the Saints just last month, two months ago and a couple of days before, you know, two months and a couple of days before OTAs, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma during his uh, physical with the New Orleans Saints on a visit. And he turned that around into... Uh, being present and on the field on Tuesday and not just present and watching or on looking or anything like that. He was participating, running routes, catching passes, going through drills, individual, team, routes on air, seven on seven, the whole gamut. Um, he, he was able to get it done. And, and what an incredible uh, story. And of course, you know, you ask him about it, and he'll tell you, look, he's no he'll tell you that he's no hero. And he'll tell you that the, the kids that are in the Children's Hospital battling cancer, those are the kids, that are, those are the people that are the heroes everything like that, but I, I got to tell you, I mean, it, it's such an incredible um, thing to just see, uh, you know, Fossumer out there, of course, here from his, you know, back in his hometown, you know, wearing the 82 that he wore when he yep. played high school football at Jesuit. Uh, and of course now reunited with Derek Carr. Uh, well, I, I don't know if I can, I mean, should I call it reunited? I mean, they're, they're going to spend literally no time apart from one, <laughs> from one season to the next, but just a, yeah. a, an incredible story. And really the, the headline
0: uh, 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 from OCA's. And I thought you did a great job with it. As well, Ross, I mean, you know, look, from, you know, explaining of the, you know, he had he had to obviously, again, get a drip when he when he first uh, was diagnosed, right? And and then mm-hmm. after that, it was it was a series of shots to the stomach, where, again, a lot of us were talking about chemotherapy, radiation, yeah. he's going to lose some weight, can he put the weight back on? And none of that came to fruition, and again, he had mentioned, again, that the, the, I guess the, the hot season lymphoma that he had was, was very not, not slow moving, and they were able to particular treatment first of all uh amen to the modern medicine thank god again that, that again we have that but to, right. to be able to see him on the field and i saw the footage uh, just he looked the same as he did you know at, at, at lsu ed with with with, with the Ra- with the raiders uh th- there was no drop off in terms of weight or again uh, look like strength which is which is a miracle
4: yeah absolutely i mean just just yeah, and, and that's exactly the word that you know his former teammate Derek carr used when when explaining it he said it was miraculous to see him out on the field and you know look he's got a uh, I believe the way that he he explained it and, and look i'm i'm no doctor but uh, <laughs> uh but you know he he explained it as there was sort of this rare it, it, cell type i think is a phrase that he used that uh, allowed him to be able to you know pursue treatment without having to go through chemotherapy and radiation he said it did not you know impact his quality of life it did not change him physically it did not put him in a situation to where you know, he feels that his 2023 season could potentially be in jeopardy or anything like that. And um, You know, Ed, Ed Daniels, a good friend uh, you know of, of all of us here in New Orleans, uh, asked him straight up, basically, you know, is there any concern at all with being able to uh, physically make it through the 2023 season and Foster, without missing a beat, said not announce uh, that he exactly, you know, he absolutely expects to, to play throughout his years, uh, you know, be able to play unencumbered from this in particular uh, throughout the 2023 season and beyond. And so it's just it's a remarkable story. And now the Saints get the benefit of having a guy like Foster Moreau who can be a, uh who can be, you know, a safety blanket to a guy that's already very comfortable with him and in, in, in quarterback Derek Carr. And of course, now you have the, the pairing of he and Foster Moreau, I'm so sorry, the pairing of he and Juwan Johnson together uh, as, as tight ends. And that's a, pretty outstanding mm-hmm. tight end room based upon what the Saints have. Really, I mean, that's a position that they've kind of struggled to find a permanent answer to since Jimmy Graham departed. Yeah. They've gone through Colby Fleener. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that didn't pan out. Jared Cook. Uh, oh. you know, They brought back Benjamin Watson. Right. They whirled with Michael Holm and Allie New right. for a little while. I mean, like, they've tried really hard to address this position, even down to Adam Troutman in the draft, and now they might be in the best situation that they've been since the mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham days.
0: Hundred percent agree, and I'm going to throw Lucas Krell in there as well. You know, former former Florida Gator, former Pittsburgh Panther, was undrafted free agent coming in last year. He's been in the system now for a year. Uh, guys that I've talked to said that he kind of, she kind of, he kind of uh, shined in the first OTA practice, and he's got everything you want in a tight end. He just needs to put it together. What are your thoughts?
4: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And actually, uh, Dennis Allen was that specifically uh about him and one of the things that he mentioned about him was that you know he likes him in terms of uh, having good vertical speed downfield his ability to be able to be a good you know one cut route runner his ability to run those routes getting in and out of his breaks uh being able to take advantage of the seams which is a spot that you know the seams in the field which are kind of traditionally between the numbers and the uh and the hash marks that area was one that they would consistently attack downfield with with Jimmy Graham and and you know the the heyday of the New Orleans Saints offense, and that's been a spot that they've had some trouble, you know, getting back to and being able to to attack because it's such a uh, a tricky part of the field to throw to when you're you know for a quarterback, you have to have really really precise placement, really really precise arm calibration, and they now they have that guy that can do that in Derek Carr, so now you equip. Derek Carr with guys like Foster Moreau and Juwan Johnson who can attack those areas of the field. And then, you know, look out. Here comes the third tight end that could potentially be that guy. I think the big thing for him that Dennis Allen mentioned that he would like to see him improve is his ability to be able to line up at the end of the line of scrimmage um, or the end of the offensive formation and be able to block those C and D gaps to so be able to help out, help the tackle out for, for you know, Lack of better phrase, and and uh, if he's able to show that he can do that throughout training camp, in particular, you're not really going to get that answer during OTAs. But if he can show that during training camp, then I don't think there's anything sure. stopping from stopping Lucas Cole to be the you know from being the third tight end on this roster, or let me say better better yet, one of the three tight ends on the roster because the Saints won't really put a ceiling mm-hmm. on any of these guys. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. And and look, I, I don't want to put Carr in a box here. Uh, but, again, he is a guy that checks down, and he checks down to the tight end. Mm-hmm. He checks down to the backs. He did that a lot with, with the Raiders. And so you got to have, and that's one, I think you and I talked about this again throughout the, the off season. you've got to have comparable tight ends that, that, again, he feels comfortable with. He's got a guy he played with and a guy that's an upcoming tight end and Jawan Johnson, and who knows what Crowe could be one day. But, again, that, that kind of fits what he likes to do as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can extend that to – you know, these guys out of the backfield as well. You know that Alvin Kamara is one of the best pass catching backs in the NFL, but there's question marks about his availability at the beginning of the season based upon how his legal process pans out. And so you could already see during the first OTAs, Derek Carr and Jamal Williams getting comfortable with one another in the passing game. And, and you know, I think that because of the usage of Jamal Williams in Detroit, people forgot that he was the primary pass catching back in Aaron Rodgers' offense with the Green Bay Packers years ago when he first started his career. And Aaron Jones was the the between-the-tackles guy, the bell cow guy. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think people discount a little bit um, Jamal Williams' ability to catch the football, but Mm -hmm. he's absolutely in that equation too. And Kendra Miller, the the rookie out of TCU, the Saints drafted in the third round, he's another one that is going to continue to work to, you know, be a factor in the passing game. So uh, a part of that, being able to check down and take advantage of, you know, what the defense gives to you is what can you do with those running backs out of the backfield. And the Saints have given Derek Carr a lot of options in that area.
0: Everybody asked me how Jake Haner looked. I'll ask you how Jake Haner looked.
4: Yeah, look, I, you know he's 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 had some a uh, couple of passes that you could see to you know particularly early on in the seven on sevens that were a little off target things that he had a couple off target passes to At Perry earlier or an off target pass to At Perry earlier another to Lucas Kroll soon after but. I mean, you know, those are the very first passes that he had thrown and, you know, seven-on-sevens with veterans present and all those other things. You're going to have some jitters. and You're going to be, you know, feeling out the new speed of the game at the next level. But I think that, you know, the thing that's so valuable about Jake Hayner is the way that he sees the field, the way that he works through his progressions. He's a full-field read kind of guy. You don't have to do half-field reads. He's a guy that delivers the ball on time, good ball placement, good anticipation, not somebody that's going to look to force anything. I mean, he – and Derek Carr have very similar traits uh, as quarterbacks, and, and, and he is hungry mm-hmm. for knowledge. Derek Carr actually told us after the uh, OTA practice that he gives his phone number to every Florida State quarterback that goes through that, or excuse me, Fresno State quarterback that goes through that program, which, of course, yeah. is his alma mater, and that Jake Hayner is the guy that was <laughs> most yeah. persistently uh, using that, that connection uh, throughout. So he, he craves knowledge and he wants to get better, and I think that's something the New Orleans Saints are going to love about him.
0: Ross Jackson with us for a few more minutes. Ross, 80 of 89 players are participating wow. in OTAs in the first week. Uh, the Dennis Allen expecting more. You and I have discussed this. Uh, look, I, I think it's big. Okay, because Mm -hmm. this is team building. This is camaraderie. This is where championships teams are built in OTAs, mini camps, you know, working out together, being together, the camaraderie that goes along with that Uh, leadership from 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 your older players to some of the younger players on how things are done. What is expected in that locker room, the culture, et cetera. And and I was happy to see that. What were your impressions of that And, and your thoughts on, again, the participation of so many players? Yeah, I mean the
4: participation's huge. Remember last year we were talking about so many veterans not showing up for OTAs that people were starting to question the team's commitment to Dennis Allen. And does Dennis Allen have, you know, the respect of his roster and things like that? Like these are things that were being talked about early on last season. Now you see ninety percent of the roster show up for OTAs. And and so like there's that part of it to where we're we're not gonna be having that conversation this year because very clearly Dennis Allen does that. Not only does Dennis Allen not only did he get ninety percent of his roster, on the field, but also he had confirmed afterwards that he had communication and has, has spoken with everyone that wasn't there and wasn't out on the field. And so that's a huge piece of it too. And, and I do think that like, there's that part of the conversation. There's also the part of the conversation that just because they weren't out on the field participating, doesn't mean that they haven't been present as well. I mean, Look, DeMario Davis is one of the guys that wasn't out there for the first OTA practice, but the New Orleans Saints Twitter account, that doesn't take long for you to head over there and find photos of him working with Tyron Matthew and Chris Olave and others in the indoor training facility. So you can see that there's been a presence overall throughout the offseason that has kept this team, um, you know, hungry and and working over the course of the offseason. So I think that's a big piece. And then the other two big things to think about are the big change at quarterback. Obviously, when you have a big change at quarterback, you would like to get your offense there to start building familiarity building chemistry, all of those things. And then similarly, on the defensive side, you have an entirely new defensive line returning only one starter from last year, being Cam Jordan. And you have to figure out who is going to be your starter opposite Cam Jordan on the edge, who are going to be your starters on the interior. And so being able to have your entire defensive line unit there, and for the most part, your starting defense there, you get to start to figure those things out here in OTAs. So You're ready when you go into training camp. You don't have to start start training camp by calibrating. You can start training camp by installing.
0: Internet question. One wants to know what you thought of A.T. Perry.
4: Uh, look, I'm, I'm still very much a big fan of A.T. Perry. I think the, the, the stat that's floating around about him right now is that he caught one of the four passes that were thrown his way, but one of them was off target and out of bounds. The other one was broken up by Jordan, excuse me, not Jordan Howden, uh, Isaac Yadam, who made a great play on a crossing route to knock the pass out. And then the catch that he did make was outstanding. It was a back shoulder throw that was low and outside from Jake Hayner, great placement, giving him an opportunity to make a play on the ball. Or if he can't make a play on the ball, then it's just incomplete, not necessarily an interception situation there. And A.T. Perry made this sort of contortionist grab as he you know rotated his body toward the inside kept his feet in bounds and then re-shot a bounce to reel the pass in just an outstanding catch and so um you know i think that you you're seeing all of the things that he brings especially his ability to be able to fight through contact and be able to kind of be the bigger man and i think that that's a that's a big thing that i think is of value there's a lot of these wide receivers these days that come out of the college ranks and they're six foot three, six foot four, but they play like they're five foot tall. And At Perry is not that guy, and I think that that's a, a big benefit um, in terms of what he he's able to do. So I think the things that you want to see him, you know, get better at is you want to see those concentration drops and those focus drops that he had throughout his time at Wake Forest um, kind of get curved, and then you want to see him be able to find his way into the open field when it comes to zone coverage and what spots are being vacated by defenders. But he's in a very natural space to be able to get better at both of those things with their um, with Cody Burns. And then of course being able to observe guys like Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and even Rashid Shahid who are all excellent at getting open against zone coverage. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, another question from a listener uh, wants to know if DeMarco Jackson is at full speed. He was on the, um, uh, on, on the practice squad last year. I think he was also, it might've been on IR as well. I'm not, not sure mm-hmm. of that, but he wants to know if he's full speed.
4: Yeah, he was. He and spoke Monday. Actually, both of those guys are guys that suffered preseason injuries uh, before the season ended up going to, Mm-hmm. Preseason injured reserve, so effectively ending their seasons before they began, and both those guys were out there running full speed. And uh, Demarco Jackson, with the absence of Demario Davis, was out there with the first team in terms of linebackers, along with Pete Werner and Zach Bond, who was playing his usual strong side uh, linebacker role. And so you got to see a, a good bit of uh, Demarco Jackson actually. And I. I would call what, I, what we saw from him OTA speed. We'll see about full speed later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, yeah, he was certainly gotcha, gotcha. out there, you know what I mean? And so he was certainly out there um, getting, getting those reps in and, and continuing to build that experience. But it was great to see him uh, back out there, especially after his rookie season wasn't able to get off the ground.
0: Always great to have you on this program. Thank you so much for your time, as always. Hope you have a great uh, holiday weekend. Tell the folks about your podcast, all the other publications you're writing for, and how folks can follow you on social media.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So the Locked on Saints podcast, you can find every single Monday through Friday. Really, I'll say and then some because (laughs) I'm really loving producing these episodes right now. So lots of great stuff going on over there. Just search Locked on Saints wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. And you can find all the written work over at CrescentCitySports.com and, of course, over at Saints.media or SI.com slash NFL slash Saints with the uh, with Saints News Network. And you can find all of it in one place uh, on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola, NOLA. Hey, right back at you about your Memorial Day weekend. Hope it goes well. Hope you have a good time with the family. And, uh, you know, uh, as always, take care, stay safe. And I'm looking forward to talk to you here soon.
0: Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. There he goes. Ross cool. Jackson, uh, Locked on Saints podcast and so much more. All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Yes, even on a holiday weekend, uh, they have uh, their Nate certified technicians on call. So, again, if your AC breaks down over this weekend, even though, again, we're not going the humidity is supposed to be low, it's still going to be hot. Come on, let's not play, play games. We know it's going to be hot in here in New Orleans. It's May. Uh, make sure again you call my friends at Burkhardt. Never gouge, you never cheat, you're only doing the work that's necessary. Truly a company you can trust, a tr- company I've trusted for decades. It is Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home with business and an after-hour service for you as well. Industrial, residential, commercial. You need uh, help with your air conditioning system or a new system installed? Don't sign that contract with any other company. Do you call my friends at Burkhardt? That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambos, Old Walls Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, and the High and Out Bar. All are open late all are open seven days a week. Oceana's got you covered with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, Mambo's, Wall's Cookery, Bobby e. Bears has uh, lunch and dinner for you, uh, service for you. And then, of course, uh, the Heinau Bar. Uh, great live music in a courtyard, uh, French Quarter courtyard setting. They also have food and, and fantastic cocktails. Uh, go get you some, uh, again, at the Oceana family of restaurants. Whether it's a great cocktail, fantastic meal, uh, again, enjoying time with friends or family do it at one of the Oceana family restaurants. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your A.C. ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new A.C., trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers for air conditioning this season? Trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike DeLaHusse of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man,
2: 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community.
0: Yeah, the Poison Control Center's open 24 hours, too. Uh the TikTok Cafe where the gluten is always free intersection of I-10 and Causeway also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street open late, serving lunch and dinner 7 days a week have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night order online for delivery at nolacookery.com it's always a great time on Berman Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958 offering auto, home, life, health, business and commercial policies serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click or come in for a quote today. At 504-556-0809 or DaveMiette,
6: This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs that will significantly reduce the amount you owe if you qualify. Accredited debt relief has helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. For this free information, call 800-786-3400. That's 800-786-3400. This report is sponsored by Raid Light Trap. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap uses light to attract. Then trapped flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes, turning your home into restricted airspace for insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly. Get new Raid Essentials Light Trap. All
5: right, what we're seeing right now got an accident on Chef Eastbound uh, at the uh, Danziger Bridge. Uh, It's going to be slow there because of an accident. It's causing some problems. Lakeshore Drive, the Senator Ted Hickey Bridge uh, shut down in Orleans Parish. Uh, It's going to be closed today due to safety and structural issues and it's going to remain closed until further notice secondary is working right now michael higgins from the New Orleans funeral and cremation service traffic center
0: can we can we keep a bridge operating in this town i mean can we i mean wow Whew, the infrastructure man straight in the toilet frustrating very frustrating uh, for those that are trying to do the uh, the Hickey Bridge, and of course, look, I we lived in Saint Bernard Parish for 20 years, uh, and uh, you know Saint Claude, uh, Claiborne goes out. If that doesn't go out, you're getting caught by the uh, uh, the railroad uh, uh, the railroad tracks that press. Uh, believe me, a lot of obstacles. For years, people had one bridge to get over the rescu- to get to the to the uh, to the west bank. Uh, again, that's been solved somewhat, of course, uh, but uh, man. We really need to get this infrastructure together. Really need to get it together. Among other things, crime. We, I, could, I could go on forever. Don't don't, don't get me don't wind me up. Don't get me started. Uh, I want to thank Ross Jackson and also our, our friend uh, uh, Gary Smith for joining us. Alec Cassell will join us in the second hour. We are out of here at 545 for uh, uh, UNO Baseball. And then, of course, I want to remind everybody that today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans, Gregory, uh the hine Bar, and of course, uh, Bobby Bear 's Cajun Cannon restaurant get out there and enjoy a great meal or cocktail one of the oceana family of restaurants i'm Eric Astor. you're listening to inside New Orleans We'll be right back to
2: the land of
1: the beautiful going back home to my baby going back to New Orleans.
0: To maximize and beautify your outdoor living space, then call my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters at 985 893 3119. Awnings, patio covers, screen enclosures, motorized interior and exterior roller shades, and many more affordable options to extend and enhance your outdoor living space. Our expert crews use American made and locally sourced quality products. Let's work together and imagine the possibilities in designing your dream area. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, and the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Acadian Custom Shutters 985 893 3119, or at Acadian Custom Shutters dot com.
1: got it you want a host who is new orleans you found him eric asher and inside new orleans
0: Talking to me. Talking to me.
6: What we've got here is
1: failure to communicate. Stick to the truth, is what you're good at.
0: With you until 545 today. UNO baseball taking over at 545 pregame. And then a UNO taking on Northwestern, the winners bracket of the Southland Conference baseball tournament. First pitch, 6 o'clock, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. So that means the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan will be preempted this evening. Uh but um and we have no idea what's going on tomorrow with, again, uh, the other shows. Uh, we are off tomorrow. We are off on Monday, as the rest of the uh, station is. So just stay tuned for that. Podcast of today's program will be up about 30 minutes after the show ends. You can count on that. And, of course, you can always count on, again, listening to us right here on 106.1 FM National Icon. Uh, The iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. Also, again, uh, those are our digital platforms, NashFM1061.com as well as as EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And then, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And then our uh, social media platforms, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Our shows are posted daily on our uh, social media platforms. So you can go there or you can go right to the source. Uh, also, again, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, which features Les East of sports.com and Sandy Down South this week. Uh, tonight at 6 o'clock on WLAE TV with, our, li- with our, our recorded broadcast. Pardon me. Uh, and then uh, 10 o'clock on the Deuce at WLA TV 2. Uh, tomorrow night, every Friday night at nine o'clock on Pelican sports television. That is statewide. And then 10 o'clock on WLAE Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the deuce. Uh, and then Saturday afternoon at five p.m. on Pelican sports television. We'll have that up on our social media platforms, either this evening or tomorrow, depending on when we get the show. And then it's already up on the TV YouTube page. And it'll be on our, uh, on our website, uh, probably by the end of the weekend. Uh, so we'll get with our webmaster, make sure that's up there. Um, uh, Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, joined us in hour number one if you missed any of that. Uh, again, you, you can check that out on the podcast. Ali Gassell is just a few minutes away. Um, and, uh, of course, we'll talk NBA with him. So looking forward to having Ali on the program. Uh, and want to remind everybody today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, we've told you about Bobby Bear's Cajun kind of restaurant. We've told you about New Ol- Old New Orleans Cookery. We'll tell you about Mambo's in a couple minutes. Uh, but want to remind everybody also about the Hideout Bar, where you can get, again, great cocktails, food, and live music. But I also want to tell you about the mothership. That's right where it all started, uh, and that is Oceana Grill. Just a fabulous restaurant. I mean, I'm just – the food is outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, if you love breakfast like I love breakfast, and I love breakfast – um, you got to stop by Oceanic Grill. If you haven't already, you need to try it. If you have, you know what I'm talking about, and, you, and it's got to be one of your go-to spots. Um, they have uh, maybe the most eclectic breakfast menu in the French Quarter. I mean, uh, all different types of breakfast uh, uh, specialties for you to enjoy. Uh, they've even got a, again a pancake challenge that you can. If you you think you can knock it out, knock it out. You might, you might be one of these people that again can eat for days and, and never gain a pound, or again just a bottomless pit. Maybe you could do that. Uh, you know, I'm I mean, look. I, I'm a big eater, and, and I could knock it out. Okay, uh, but I mean, if, look, some people can, and you know, they're they're cheering you on. I mean, it's it, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, again. Uh, so again, check out the the, uh, the pancake challenge there. There's also a burger challenge as well. Uh, they got a great menu: Creole Creole cuisine, uh, Creole, Cajun Creole cuisine dishes uh, that will delight for lunch and dinner. But also again, American fare for you: hamburgers, um, steaks, pasta, uh, barbecue ribs that again will melt in your mouth. I promise you that. And then fantastic cocktails for some of the great mixologists here in the city. Uh, that will make you ooh and ah as you see those cocktails coming to the to the uh, uh, to the table. Then you can get chalga oysters, oysters on the half shell. They'll make those chalga right in front of you. Again, if you sit up in the front of the restaurant, uh, you got you got an authentic French Quarter courtyard which is beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for your next event. but Ocean knows how to put on a party, man. I mean, they, again, they put on a hospitality party for all those that are involved in the hospitality industry in the quarter. They do that like twice a year. I mean. like... And they do it for nothing. they just for, for those that, again. The hospitality industry come party with us, and I mean they throw down. And look, I've seen the private parties that are, that have gone on at Oceana. Fantastic private parties in five different rooms. So, ten to one hundred twenty guests. They don't use if they're not using it for a private party. Use it for their overflow. Uh, perfect uh, uh, place for a family get together. Maybe again, you're looking for an incredible dining experience with friends that are coming in from out of town, or uh, again, maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Date night. All, all above. Uh, check them out at Oceanagrill.com, where, again, you get all the great information. And, of course, open seven days a week, open late, 8 a.m. until 1 a.m., Uh, daily. That's breakfast from 8 a.m. until, what, 1 p.m., right? Uh, Lunch starts at 10 a.m. and goes all the way until 4 p.m., and then, of course, dinner services from 4 p.m. until they close the doors 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Get on over to Oceana Grill, part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, proud sponsor of our Thursday show. All right, as I mentioned, um, we're going to be joined now by uh, Alec Sell of the Bird Rights. We'll be talking NBA with him. Also, again, we'll talk about the Pelicans. Um, look, I had this conversation with Ali last week. I want to kind of bring it up again. I had the conversation today on Inside and Wall in Sports with um, uh, with Les East. Um, you know, a lot of people want to just downplay the 14th pick in the draft for the Pels, and, and, and I am not, okay? Okay. Um, there are some believe that believe there's not a player in that, dra- in that draft that fourteen that could come and help them, and all I, all I've been doing is is just pointing them to the miami heat um, the heat with again four undrafted players that are that are really contributing to what they're doing now look again, this goes back to Pat Riley, right Pat Riley take it over again, uh, really kind of operations for the heat uh you know him him uh, again well um, you know, winning, winning with with Miami, uh, you know, passing on the baton to, to Sproulstra. So again, it's been the same system. They they have identified the type of player they want in their system. They get that player. Doesn't matter whether he's undrafted, whether he's a lottery pick, or again just a draft pick, the second round, first round, doesn't matter. He they get those guys to fit within their culture within their system. Same thing has to be said, again, for for the Pels, who have done pretty well in the draft under David Griffin. Not great, but pretty well in the draft for David Griffin. There are some guys, that, again, still that we still have, uh, the, the, the you know, the uh, the jury's still out on. But nevertheless, uh, don't discount the 14th pick in the draft, is all I'm saying. Don't just say because it's the last pick in the lottery that there's not a player there. There could be a player there that can help the Pelicans as well. They may use that to package to go get a veteran. We'll talk about that a little bit later on with uh, Ali as well. But, um uh, I think it's the most comprehensive look at Pelicans basketball. I know there's a lot of place out there you can get your, your Pelicans news, but I'm telling you, the Bird Wright, Bird Wright leads leads the league. Uh, uh, from, again, the, their podcast to, again, their great writing, the writers involved in it. And, of course, uh, Ali Cassell is the editor-in-chief, and he joins us each and every week here on the program. Ali, how are you, buddy? I'm doing
3: great. Have you stepped outside? This weather's perfect. <laughs> Do
0: we have Ali... Um, can you hear me? I got you now, bud. There we go. got you now. Just take a second to get it all rolling here. Ali, first of all, how are you, bud?
3: I'm doing great. As I was trying to say to you, have you stepped outside today? Because it's perfect. How can not everybody in New Orleans be feeling great?
0: Yes. Oh, I'm telling you. First of all, yes, I was out for a little while in between TV and radio. Uh, As soon as I'm off, I got the grill firing up, and I'll be outside for the rest of the evening. So yeah that's that's last night that's was incredible. Plan. My wife and I sat outside for about, about an hour and a half. Uh we're given when when you have low humidity and and, and a cool breeze in on May the 24th <laughs> in this town.
3: Yeah, that that that's incredibly rare so definitely soak it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Ali, before we get started, again, you've taken over the, the entire set of uh, you've taken um uh the bird rights independent now. Uh, again uh, same same great uh coverage that you get, but the only difference is now again you've you've made the uh the move to become an independent and this is why I tell everybody again from uh, those that need to be able to check out the uh, uh, check out the bird rights for, for their information or maybe a prospective um, advertiser out there tell us all about it
3: yeah thank you eric yeah we've I've been around for a while running the bird rights over at SB nation, but this past uh, off season we've decided to go off on our own and partnering up with David Grubb, and we're going to be giving you the same great analysis with a lot of good writers, good perspectives, and such, but now we're going to be able to control all the content, right? So now we're going to be able to write exactly what everybody wants to read, and I look forward to doing it. So yeah, please check out the site uh, if you haven't already. It's always been that same address, com, where you can find the articles, podcasts, you name it.
0: Let's start off with, again, the, the, the conference finals and, again, with, with Denver now sweeping the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, first of all, uh, all the scuttlebutt about LeBron possibly uh, retiring uh, the, uh, this, this offseason. Uh, you know, There's been a lot of talk about him wanting to, wanting to play with his son. His son's got a, he's going to be a freshman at USC this year. He has to play at least one year uh, and, and collegiately before he can be eligible for the draft. Um, LeBron showed flashes at times of being LeBron, but again, was unable to sustain that in a lot of cases because of age. Now we understand he was injured throughout the season as well. Um, but give me your synopsis of LeBron James, uh, after 20 years in the league and his ability to continue and play to
3: play at a high level. Yeah, so Eric, I'll be honest with you, about midway through the season before he got hurt, I thought he still looked largely the same, right, in terms of his explosiveness, ability, skill set, um, able to do the same things, right, that we've seen last few years. But down the stretch of the season when he came back from injury and then a lot of these games in the playoffs, he didn't look like the same player. So I'm actually somewhat relieved to see that there was some kind of injury at play, right, a torn tendon in his foot, whether it requires surgery or not, we don't know, but I think that held him back. I think that's why you saw him picking his moment. That's why you saw he kind of coasted at the beginning of games, even against the Nuggets, until game four, when, of course, the Lakers' backs were against the wall, we saw his best performance, right? 40 points overall, and he had a heck of a first half. So I think he'll be back. I think all that talk about a retirement, I, I think that was just said on the spur of the moment. On top of, you know, not, a- not only – you know, he he was burdened with that injury and just probably it was a relief to finally be over in a way, right? He can get his rest. But also, I think he used it as a leverage play, right? Everybody knows all his words have meanings, and that talk of the retirement came on the very last question where reporters were not even allowed to ask another follow-up question, right? So he knew what he was doing with that call. He wanted to make sure that the Lakers go out there and resign not only the the free agents that really shine, like uh, Austin Reeves, Rui Hatcher Moore, but I think he wants them to go land to Kyrie Irving, maybe somebody of that ilk, because he knows he's going to need more help. His body can only make it through so much. Anthony Davis, as you can see, inconsistent on offense. So he wants another run at championship. He's going to stay in this league until Lisa's son has a chance to come in. That's always been the plan, and I expect for him to fall through with that.
0: You know, that's an interesting comment because – and I've heard this for so long, I want to play with Brony, okay? Um, for that to happen, first of all, he's probably going to take a legitimate pay cut. He'd have to be a free agent, which I think he is during that. He might be a free agent about that time. Uh, the team that has, that, that drafts his son, is going to want to be able to bring him on, which means, again, they're going to have to fit him under the cap. I can't, I, I can't see him taking that big of a pay cut. I just wonder how realistic that is. Your thoughts.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's honestly that realistic, right, with how everybody understands how the draft process works. He's not going to be his son coming in as a free agent. I mean, he's got to also play well. And it's first season at USC for a team to even it makes sense, right? So my best guess is maybe he has a mediocre season or so, still decides to end the draft, but goes undrafted. And then maybe he gets, picked up with a two-way versus, or a two-way status contract, something along those lines, is the best way for the Lakers to end up with him. Now, of course, if he shines at USC, and many are predicting he, he's come such a far way in just the last year to where you weren't sure if he could be an NBA player. Well, now everybody seems to have a consensus that he will be uh, a certifiable player. But if he is going to be that, then you're right. How does he end up either on the Lakers, or how does LeBron end up on the same team as him? Because there's, of course, so many obstacles to get around. So the likelihood of that, Eric, yeah, it seems quite small. But, you know, LeBron is one of the most powerful right players we've ever seen. So if there's a chance for it to happen, he can yes. help raise those odds.
0: Let's talk about the Celtics and Heat um, series. Uh, what is it, three to one heat now, Boston again, trying to be able to uh, uh, pick a bit on the game and be the first, has uh, uh, there ever been a team that can come, can came back from Oh three uh, to be able to win a series? I don't think so. Not in the Eastern conference finals, uh, but he, they, they would do something would be historic. And, I want you to talk a little bit about the heat, too, because I think you heard me in my open as I was talking about the four and drafted free agents they have there. Again, they have a system that Riley put in, and that system was passed down to is still playing. They know they identify the type of players they, they want in that system, and those guys play that system very well. And look, Jimmy Butler was on the scrap heat, man. I mean, people thought Jimmy Butler's career was over, and, of course, uh, again, uh, it's been really resurrected in Miami where he's been the guy. Uh, talk about this this series, talk about the Heat, and then maybe what has been troubling the Celtics on why they have not been able to put together more than one win.
3: Right, Derek, you're absolutely right. Teams down 0-3, and, and right, they have never come back to win a series. Currently, they're 0-150. So the Celtics, in order to advance to the finals, they're going to have to be the first team to ever overcome an zero three 3 deficit. And that's why I think, I'm a little surprised, actually. Oddsmakers haven't completely... Um, given the, the money lines, right, to Miami, just just based on history alone. So it's surprising, but then it's understandable, too. I mean, look, the Celtics, high seed, right? The, the, the Heat needed to win the play-in game to get into the playoffs. So there's that talent disparity, obviously. You saw what happened in the regular season. So some people are saying there might be a chance. And I'll tell you what, watching that game four, we finally saw Boston play much like the team we saw during the regular season, right? Jason Tatum was just unstoppable. While Jalen Brown didn't seem to have anywhere close to a really good game, they were able to rely on Al Horford, right? His shooting's been absent through much of these playoffs for Boston. And, of course, they've got other contributors, right, whether it's Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, who's, by the way, dealing with an injury. So there's reasons for why Boston hasn't played well, but also they also have the talent, right, to win four games in a row. So I think that's why people aren't giving up on them. But I sit on the other side. I just think that if you're going to ask the Heat – Jimmy Butler, Eric supposed just to win one of four. I think they're going to figure out a way to do it. And you're right. Butler is that, that superstar that kind of really made a name for himself just by being the player that he is. But he ended up in the perfect situation. It was obvious he wasn't going to become this player in Chicago. He didn't even believe it himself yet. I, I don't think it was until he was in Minnesota that he started realizing he could be one of the best players. And, of course, you saw that. And then you saw that in Philly as well. So hats off to him. But... You're right, Eric. That Miami Heat team's not just one guy. It's all about what those role players bring. And Pat Riley's done a heck of a job of finding guys that seem to either other teams don't want or finding them in the G League. Because, as you mentioned, while the 14th pick, I think, is going to help the Pelicans, again, it's not somebody that's going to be able to step in right away like a Gabe Benson, right? Gabe Benson's 26 years old. I think Max Struce is the same. Caleb Martin, he's 27. So a lot of these guys have come from relative obscurity to suddenly play big key minutes. Well, it's not because um, they're rookies, right? They're re- really young in the league. No, they've bounced around. So I think that's worked in Miami's favor, right? So, yeah, Miami's just been able to find these guys that just probably weren't given a chance and been in the right system, gotten the coaching, right? So that's that's where you tip the hat for them, right? Identifying talent that nobody else wanted making use of it. That's what I expect for the Pelicans, right? We talked about it, Eric, a lot of young guys. I don't think they want to take on another one, but that 14th pick, oh, you better believe it's valuable, that you can flip it maybe into somebody that's got, like I said, more experience, something along those lines. Yep.
0: Uh, Wim uh, talk about him, and he seems like its he's in the perfect spot, uh, you know, going to San Antonio under Pop, who, again, has had multiple great centers, Hall of Fame centers that, again, he has uh, groomed, and um, – you know, just uh, as soon as they went to San Antonio, I'm like, oh, well, I wish the Pels would be in the East right now. But <laughs> with that said, how quickly do you think he'll acclimate himself to the NBA? And then we'll talk about him being under a guy like Pop, being in a situation like they have in San Antonio.
3: Right. So Victor Wambinyama, I honestly have been saying for weeks, I want him to end up with the San Antonio Spurs uh, before the lottery. Simply because you know that they seemingly would be the team, the franchise that would give him the best chance at having, reaching his ceiling, right? Which everybody thinks he could go down as one of the best players to ever play this game. Simply based on what he's done, right? As, as a young um, professional over in France, where he's right now leading his metropolitan French team to the playoffs. I think they won, won today. And look, Eric, there's nothing that he can't do. Right. I, I'm sure everybody knows the measurables, but you gotta understand he's seven foot four, but he can shoot a lot like Dirk Nowitzki, right? Off of one leg, unlimited range. He also can dribble the ball. Um and he's not as stiff. He he moves around a lot better than a lot of, of players I've ever seen that are seven feet or, or taller, right? So he seemingly has every single skill set you need, even even for a center in, in the NBA to be successful. So I think he's going to be a heck of a two-way guy. He's going to step right in and be that defensive monster, right? With an eight-foot wingspan, I guarantee Coach Pop is going to have a utilize that to where, boy, if you get past one of the the perimeter players on San Antonio, you're going to have to deal with Wembenyama's length. And as as we've seen, right, I mean, even just just almost look around the league. Anybody that's seven feet tall is going to change shots. But the fact that Wembenyama can get off the ground, like I said, he's even longer. Yeah, I think Santino's defense is going to become top 10 and stay top 10. But then offensively, it's probably going to take mm-hmm. a little bit of time. And you're going to be curious mostly to watch how much he plays, right? Because of his build, that's probably the biggest thing I'm worried about. It's on the slender side, right? Yep. Usually players don't come in this league at, yes. at around seven foot four. Uh, you know, I look at Sean Bradley. I look at all these tall, really tall, lanky guys. And, Chet Holmgren. Their careers have been awfully short, right, Eric? So I expect the Spurs to honestly monitor his men, right. maybe not even play him back-to-back, and be very careful with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just mentioned Chet Holmgren, who again was was when yeah. number one pick of the uh, of the Thunder last year, right, was injured. Um, you know, that, that's the one thing I, I ask about. I mean, again, he's coming over. He's a very slender player. He's going to be going up against very physical guys in the NBA. How quickly can he get that body uh, built up so that he can handle it? Look, we saw Anthony Davis come into the league and get pushed around. And, of course, he's, look at his different body type now after being in the weight room, you know, for a, for a decade or so.
3: Right. I think Victor's a little bit stronger. I've caught a few of his games over there in Europe. He just seems like he's, say, stronger than B- Brandon Ingram was coming in the league. Same thing with Anthony Davis. Where well, you can see the muscle definition. Okay. But you're right. When you're going up and battling Jokic, M B, Valentunas, right? Players that I think he'll be guarding, but then again, Papas talked about maybe playing him at small forward or power forward and starting Zach Collins. So that's something to monitor too. So maybe you don't have him guarding opposing centers mm-hmm. for the first couple of years. And it sounds like, like I said, the rumors are there for so maybe he won't have to deal with it. So therefore that you know, that's gonna be a big assistance too.
0: Let's get to the Pelicans, and, of course, we talked a little bit about the 14th pick last week. Um, could you give me some free agents that you think that uh, if the Pels divest themselves, a couple of players we had talked about, Garrett, Garrett Temple, you know, obviously Jackson Hayes maybe not coming back. We, we know that uh, Josh Richardson is a free agent. Maybe Hernan Gomez ends up elsewhere. Maybe a, a couple of play, players that you have your eye on that maybe folks can go research uh, that may be a good fit
3: for the Pels. Yeah, I keep thinking that they're going to move off of chance, right, Eric? So chances are you're not going to be trading for a serviceable center by sending out chance. Some people have talked about maybe, you know, you look at Toronto or maybe Atlanta, right, because you're tasting either Collins or Capella with Atlanta, maybe Pertle on a sign and trade, or even finding a way to uh, get one of the wings over there like O.J. newbie. Like I said, I don't think Valanciunas is going to go back to Toronto simply because he's been there before. Masai is not going to go back there. Atlanta has no need for a center. So most likely you're going to probably get, if you're going to move up Valanciunas, you're going to have to go through free agency. And, of course, the Pels will have at least that mid-level exception. They're not going to have cap space, but they're going to have what's called a mid-level exception, which I think can be the non-taxpayer one. And that will offer up to, I think, spending between 12 and $13 million per year. So that would put them easily in the boat of getting a serviceable starting center. Problem is, Eric, there's not that many names out there, right? I'm curious. Like I said, is most likely going to resign with Toronto, even though he's unrestricted. But then you've got to look at the rest of the list, right? I mean, how much interest do the Pelicans have, say, maybe in the Mason Plumlee? I mean, I know he'd probably be more of a stopgap, but it feels like that's what they're probably headed for, right? I don't think a Dwight Powell. I don't think I could see Christian Wood. Brooke Lopez would be fun, but again, he, he's too slow-footed. Valentin didn't work for Willie Green. I have a hard time seeing Lopez. Mm-hmm. And besides, I'm sure Milwaukee. He'll take a discount to stay with Milwaukee. So the names aren't all that plentiful. But I mean, one guy I really do have my name on, or my eye on, excuse me, is Nas Reed because he is unrestricted. He made the minimum for Minnesota, yeah. and of course he's blocked up there, right? Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns. So. I'm Nasri. I'm looking around, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm trying to get as much money as I can, but maybe I can't get as much as I think because one, I haven't really proven myself all that much, so I think he might be there in the Pelicans' wheelhouse where they could offer him a really good spot, right? Maybe even a starting position, but also give him say maybe ten million a year, right. four year, forty million, something like that. Because like I said, I think last year he made one point five, so. That might be the best answer. I'm not sure, but I don't know. They've got to answer that, you know, figure out a solution for that center position. That's by far the biggest, weakest one. They can only rely on Larry Nance. They've got really nobody else.
0: 100% agree. Ollie, I hope you and your family have a, a wonderful holiday weekend. Tell the folks once again about the Bird Rights, how they can subscribe, how they can advertise, and, of course, how they can follow you on social media.
3: Yeah, can we just reserve this weather for all through Memorial Day week and weekend? Well, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, you're right.
0: i am like thinking for the summer, good. you kidding me?
3: Yeah. <laughs> everybody have a good weekend, but yeah. as I said, check out the new site. We've got a new format up. where We're still posting plenty of articles, podcasts, over at www.thebirdrights.com.
0: Thank you, buddy. Have a wonderful weekend here.
3: Thanks, Eric. You do the same, and everybody out there. There you go,
0: at Alec Cassell on Twitter. All right, don't forget about my friends over at Acadian Custom Shutters, but so much more. You know, I've talked about, again, window coverings for the interior of your home, and of course, your outdoor living space. Look, it's Memorial Day weekend, right? Everybody wants to have a cookout, you want a friend's family over, and you walk out your door and you go, oh, that's my outdoor living space? That's what I got? Man, imagine the possibilities. I have my friends over at Acadian Custom Shutters come out to your home, sit down with you, do a consultation, and, uh, again, give you all the uh, the options that are out there. Awnings, patio covers, screen enclosures, motorized interior, exterior roller shades. There are more affordable options to extend and enhance your outdoor living space. All you do is make the call. 985-893-3119. Expert crews are, are, again, experienced professionals using, again, only American-made and locally sourced uh, quality products. Uh, before you build that outdoor kitchen and put the cart before the horse, man, look, why don't you call my friends over to Cadian Custom Shutters? Let, 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 let them work with you to imagine the possibilities in designing your dream area. I mean, again, you'll be walking out that back in the backyard going, yeah, this is more like it. Cadian uh, Custom Shutters, serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, Mississippi, Gulf Coast. Uh, before you start any work, before, again, you start to uh, um, um, make any changes to that, to that backyard living space, Call my friends over at Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119. Or remember, their new and improved website with, again, uh, uh, information on their sales nails and also special offers on all products is right there for you at AcadianCustomShutters.com. If you're looking to, out- to extend that outdoor living space, go with the pros. Go with my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters. That's 985-893-3119 or AcadianCustomShutters.com. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you again by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, um, um, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, also, again, the Hideout Bar, and, yes, Mambo's. Don't forget about Mambo's, ladies and gentlemen. 411 Bourbon Street, three floors of incredible dining. I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. You will love it. Uh, Yes, the menu is chock full of Cajun Creole um, uh, uh, items, but also, again, uh, great burgers, steaks, uh, barbecue ribs, pasta. Uh, the cocktails are mag- magnificent, coming out, coming out from behind the I read something recently from um, uh, one of our local musicians who said that again, his go-to bar is is Mambo's because of the great mixologist. Hey, go try him. Uh, you can dine in an th- th- authentic French Quarter Courtyard. They get beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street on the first floor. On the second floor, they, again, they have a Bourbon Street balcony with, again, an adjoining bar. Uh, plenty of space to be able to eat and drink. And then on the third floor, uh, well, it's, only, it's, it's, it's come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Uh, it is one of a kind. Uh, it, is, it is outstanding. Uh, the, the sight lines are unbelievable. The party goes on. It's just amazing time over at Mambo's. Perfect night out for friends, family, date night. Uh, maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Uh, and, of course, lunch and dinner served seven days a week. Find out more at mambanola.com. Mamba and then right next door is the Hideout Bar where you can get live music and also, again, um, uh, fantastic food and drink in a courtyard, French Quarter courtyard setting. Just a beautiful ba- uh, opportunity to enjoy yourself on Bourbon Street at 411 and 413 Bourbon Street between Mambos and, of course, the Hideout Bar. All part of the Oceana family of restaurants and a proud sponsor of our Thursday show. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't move.
1: If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com.
6: This report is sponsored by VIX Pure Z's Kids. Pure Z's Kids is mindfully formulated for kids with an optimal level of melatonin to help them gently fall asleep naturally. It's 100% drug-free and available in delicious gummies and liquid. Try Pure Z's Kids tonight.
5: Big slowing on I-10 eastbound Jefferson Parish at Veterans Boulevard. It was all blocked up. Now the right lane has opened and the left and center lanes are blocked on I-10 east at Veterans Boulevard. Congestion is backed up towards Loyola Drive right now. 610 east between St. Bernard and the I-10 merge. Traffic is just crawling in that area. Lakeshore Drive, uh, Senator Ted Hickey Bridge shut down until further notice. I'm Michael Higgins from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Traffic
1: is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment? Call DA Exterminating now.
2: We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you're taking your vehicle on the road this weekend for the Memorial Day holiday, bring it on over to Southern Tire and make sure it's road ready. That's right. Make, them, make sure, again, you let them know, again, first of all, that Eric sent you. But second of all, again, you're going on the road and you want to make sure that everything is right. They'll, they'll do, again, a, 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 a quick overlook of your vehicle to make sure everything is, is done right. But also, if you're looking for a set of tires before you hit the road, wheels and tires of the 30 inches, the largest selection in the, in the metropolitan area. And, yes, some of the top brands in the market are on sale right now with Southern tire. Hey, that engine's not working the way it should. Maybe again, you got some problems. Bring it on over to Southern Tire. They got the latest diagnostic equipment that you, that you get at the dealership without those dealership sticker shock prices. And ASC certified technicians, just like the dealership. Some of those those technicians have been with Southern Tire for decades. You got the Piazza family standing behind their work. Uh, Tony Senior, Tony Junior, Tony Tony's daughter Jen, and Tony's wife on site every single day at Southern Tire. And of course, again, open Monday through Friday from eight to six. Saturday service for you because they know you're working during the week from eight to three. Truly a company can trust. A company that I trust with my vehicle. It's Southern Tire, 504-737-1558 or southerntire.com uh, to check out all the service they provide to their customers. All Mother Piazza family since 1972, 51 years in business at Southern Tire Equine Airline in Metairie.
6: On the east bank and west bank, from the lake to the gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community.
0: great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors, place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. At Brookguard Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhart earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter courtyard or on our Bourbon Street Fountain. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard All right, don't forget about Burkhardt over the weekend. That's right, long holiday weekend. AC breaks down. Think acpromise.com. That's all you got to remember, acpromise.com. Burkhardt will be there for you quickly uh, to get you up and running. Only doing the work that's necessary. Never gouging you, And then if you find out you need a new system, man, I'll tell you what. I'll just tell you right now. Do not sign that contract with any other company in this city until you at least have Burkhardt give you a price. Truly a company you can trust, a company I've trusted for decades, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, that's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you again by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All are open throughout the Memorial Day holiday. All are open late for you. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant and the Hideout Bar. So again, get out there and enjoy a great meal or cocktail at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And we want to thank a Again, all of you folks out there uh, that are listening, uh, and we appreciate you guys listening to the program on a day-in, day-out basis, uh, whether you're doing it on, um, on the airwaves here at 106.1 FM, maybe you're doing it on, on our podcast, or, again, listening on the TuneIn Radio, the iHeartRadio radio app, or on the World Wide Web. Thank you for listening to the program. And, of course, also thank you for supporting our sponsors. We appreciate your support of the sponsors. Uh, and, of course, we, we appreciate our sponsor support of our program as well. So, again, thanks all around uh, for that. I um, want to thank Gary Smith. Uh, Ross Jackson and also Ali Gassel for joining us the program. Rudy back in studio producing the program. And um, hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Uh, We got a long weekend for us here on on Inside New Orleans. We will be out tomorrow. Uh, uh, I know UNO Baseball, hopefully they're still alive. They'll be playing tomorrow as well. Uh, But UNO Baseball is coming up next. Um, Emmanuel Pepys behind the mic as uh, the privateers take on Northwestern. And the private is in the winners bracket right now. 5.45 45 pregame, 6 o'clock for his bitch. My name is Eric Casher. Again, we'll see you on Tuesday with a live broadcast. Until then, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. From the dog catching the governor. That includes the man. They all got to go. Your mistakes
1: but cool Already cost us half by shoe the Lord, I swear Better do that right.